turkey time welcome into the young dad podcast as always i'm jay and with me today is my handsome festive funny beautiful co-host a.a ron how are we doing today a.a ron we are doing great we are back in the saddle back in the saddle again back on the horse glad to hear it today on the podcast for your ear holes we have thanksgiving traditions season of giving teaching giving and name that character so as always, grab a juice box, grab a snack, and let's talk. Soak it in, soak it in. We love our live studio audience. Aaron, today is Wednesday, November 23rd. Tomorrow is Turkey Day. You excited for the big day? Oh yeah, man. Second to second favorite holiday. In the year, lots of food, football, lots of family around. Love it. Exactly. So we're excited for the holiday season to go into full, full swing this week. And since it's Thanksgiving, it's the holiday season, I thought it would be a good idea to talk traditions. When you're raising kids, you try to find traditions to create positive, lasting memories around holidays. And around family experiences, because those aren't always great for everyone growing up, especially around the holidays. Holidays, for some, can bring a mixed bag of emotions. They can bring just pure happiness. And for others, it can be the total opposite and everything in between. So I wanted us each to share one tradition from our childhood that we remember pretty fondly. And then two traditions that we do for the holiday, specifically Thanksgiving. Now, and I'm going to let you go first because, well, I can. I'm the host. Yeah, man. So uh, as a child, I remember my favorite part of Thanksgiving was the turkey bowl. Uh, we would get together as a family and we would either play softball or football, mostly football. But uh, when I was younger, everyone was in shape and able to play. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things have kind of kind of gone askew nowadays, but. Yeah, that was uh, one of my favorite things looking forward to as a child. Dude, turkey bowls are super fun. I remember even for me growing up, because I was raised in the, the LDS church. So every year, those are like a big deal. They're like super competitive. And so it's like planned out. They start talking about like three weeks ahead of time. Like, okay, turkey bowls in three weeks, two weeks, a week. And it's huge. Literally like 40 people show up. You have like just these games going. People are rotating. It's two-hand touch. It's going. It's crazy. It's so much fun. People are coming. They're going. It's really like almost all the dudes and while all the women are at home cooking. It's fantastic. So I remember playing in those. Those were super fun growing up. I didn't even think about that until you said it. Yeah, me, it's, it's, it was one of my favorite traditions growing up. It's just something that... You can you can have bragging rights on for the whole the whole rest of the year for the whole next. year, <laughs> yeah. and then when you come back for Christmas and you see everyone, you're like, hey, remember when I moshed you for that touchdown? Yeah, just dead in the good face. Time. Good times. Yeah, those that's fun. And I also hate that you said like softball and other outdoor sports because I never got to do those growing up because it was always too cold or too wet. Yeah, dude. In Southern California, we have the best weather. Yeah, jealous. Very jealous. For me, this one is pretty simple. Um, 
for childhood memories, but I was like racking my brain and I'm like, what did I do for Thanksgiving that was special? All I remember was just going to like someone's house, eating, hanging out, and that was it. Like literally nothing else. So I just remember being at the table. It was usually just a lot of fun. There was board games. There was just conversation, just games being played, playing with cousins that you hadn't seen in a little bit. Or other people we hadn't seen in a while. Extended family were in town. Um, and for me, it was just going around the table and saying what you're grateful for. Like I just remember that because it was always like special when it was like your turn. Us kids would like fight over it. Like, okay, who was sitting where? Which way is it going to go? Who's going to get to say what? Do I want to go first? Do I want to go last? Do I want to be somewhere in the middle? Kind of strategically planning it out, you know? Yeah, and then you get bummed out when somebody takes your uh, what you're grateful for <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> exactly and you're like, <laughs> especially when it's like the person before you and like oh yeah i'm grateful especially when you're like a little kid you're like i'm grateful for my teachers at school one of the other kids says it, and you're like well you're all embarrassed like i'm i'm grateful for my teachers too but it's no one's as excited about it no you don't get any awes or any like oh you don't get any of that like cool reassurance you're just kind of like oh <laughs> kid can't think for himself can he yeah you get you get your uh your shine gets stolen yeah exactly so that was always the worst part but i remember that as a kid all right so changing gears now currently what's something that you do within your family with your girls your wife now uh it's not necessarily on thanksgiving day but uh taking family photos for like the fall Thanksgiving time, it's it's so much fun. Getting in the outdoors and just taking pictures, being silly, having fun. I think you're one of the few men in America that will say taking family pictures is fun, quote unquote. So shout out to yeah, you. We, usually, we like to make a day out of it. You know, it's it's fun. The kids sometimes aren't aren't very cooperative, but yeah, it's a good you've, time, man. You've been conditioned well. <laughs> um last year for me it was last year was my first thanksgiving where it was just me and the girls and so it's hard trying to make new traditions or start something new um but last year around the holidays i got really into baking and cooking like a bunch of different stuff trying like new recipes and stuff and my cinnamon rolls rock i make the best cinnamon rolls that you will ever have and so last year i was able to start that with the girls mostly the older one because she's older obviously and she could help but our new tradition now is making cinnamon rolls um, for thanksgiving so we obviously haven't made them this year because i don't have them this year for the holiday but definitely something that'll keep going when i do have them so all right number two for you number three i guess Ah, uh, yeah, man. It's just uh, cooking together. You know, um, last year was uh, one of the first years we held our own Thanksgiving, and it was so cool to just be in the kitchen with my wife and, you know, just be silly and, and mess around and have the kids running through the house and listening to music, blasting loud. Nice. Probably some just, bad money, I assume. <laughs> yeah, something of that nature, maybe old Spanish <laughs> Yeah, man, it's it's a it's a whole vibe. You just gotta live in it, man. 
No, dude, I definitely get it. That was me last year. I definitely spent a lot of time in the kitchen, cooking, listening to music, just having fun with it, knowing that this food is going to be delicious and, you know, it's something yeah, special I think, that I'm not going to do all the time. I think that's our uh, underappreciated quality. I think we're pretty pretty good cooks, both of me and you. Oh, yeah, dude, I throw down. I will throw it down in the kitchen. So for my last one, I'll wrap us up here. This one's definitely not something that happens on Thanksgiving, but it happens around the time of year. And so I try to do it whenever it's out. But, you know, when you go to the grocery store and they have like that stand of like the pre-made bags to buy for like $5 or something or whatever, or you buy food to put it in the food bin up front kind of thing for someone else. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we did this for back. We do it for back to school. We do it during the holidays. But I kind of made it more special to where, the, of course, the older one, because the little one was a year old last year. Now she's two. But um, I would give I gave her the card or the money for it. She grabs it. She takes it through the line. She has to hand it to the person scanning stuff, hand them the money and do the whole process of like buying it. And so then for her, it's special because she's the one that picked out that that bag. She paid for it, even though it's my money. But she, in her head, she's paying for it. She's buying it. She's the one that's giving it to to whoever it's going to. So I just think that's super fun. Last year, it was picking out food from the shelf and putting it in the bin, in the bag. So she got to pick out the food on the shelf. Like, okay, we got to get five things. What five things are we going to get? And of course, you know, there was some redirection on some things like well we can't get that because it'll go bad or we can't get that but we can get that instead so that's yeah, something that. super fun yeah that's awesome so those are our traditions so you had as a child um the turkey bowl you currently do some cooking as a family and then what was your last one uh, turkey bowl, cooking with family, and oh no, I think cooking with a family is the last one. You said it doesn't happen on Thanksgiving. There's one more. Oh, taking photos, family photos. Oh, taking family photos because you're a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, man, it's nice. We drive up to Big Bear and make a day out of it. It's nice. Okay, okay, that actually is pretty cool. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the season of giving. Do you guys want to know something I love more than almost anything is water. I love cold water from a reusable water bottle. I love water bottles that have a, an amazing wood finish. I love water bottles that keep your water cold for more than 24 hours at a time, even in the most extreme heat. I love shaker bottles. I love gallon water bottles. I love can koozies. I love custom dog bowls, shaker bottles, bedding, sheets, pillows, comforters, pillow cases, extra accessories, ice packs, tons of different gifts for him, for her, gift cards. You can get all these and save money at coldest.com 
coldest water brand, the coldest water bottle, the coldest dog bowl, the coldest can coolie, the coldest sheets, the coldest pillow, the coldest everything. They're all amazing. And they're all on a site-wide Black Friday sale right now. Save some money. Save some extra money when you use code BALLBOY10 at checkout. You can get the new sports finish. You can get the one-gallon jug. You can get tumblers, mugs classic bottles and can coolers and so much more at thecoldest.com check it out use code ballboy use the link in our link tree however you want to get there thank us later by getting someone an amazing gift this holiday season or treat yourself you deserve it you earn it you deserve to have cold water treat yourself thank us later Again, we have the best live studio audience in the entire podcasting business. No one else is as good as them. They are very giving. And it's the official season of giving. They give us their time, their laughs, their hands, clapping, cheering, all the above. So we want to talk about giving. However, the giving season, it lasts all year in so many different ways. But specifically, this time of year, the holidays, Everywhere you go this time of year, you can go to the bank, the store, the Circle K, just anywhere you go. There's a giving tree. There's a toy drive. There's food donation. There's book donations. There's jacket donations. There's blanket donations. There's pet donations. Literally donations for pretty much any cause or household item you can think of. There's a need for it somewhere because there's a lot of need throughout our country, our communities, our world even. And so, and there's so many different ways to give back to your community, to your family, to the people that you love. So let's dive into that, Aaron, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. When you think of the topic of giving, where does your mind go? Um, you know, it goes beyond material things and it's more of giving up myself to uh, other people or, you know, giving my time to to other people are helping someone do something that they you know couldn't otherwise do themselves agreed agreed and you know i'm a lot the same way just being raised in you know church background i'm an eagle scout so that stuff is pretty pretty much speed into me and i know you're a lot of the same way just being raised up in a religious background and whatnot that's kind of just what you're what you're taught growing up is like hey you know give give when you can give Give as much as you can give because it's going to do more good for those you give to than you just holding on to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you can go a long way and bless someone with something that you wouldn't even notice if it was gone. Exactly. Like, just as I was talking about earlier, you know, that five ten dollars that I give to Delilah to buy that bag of food put those, you know, three, four, five meals on the table for another family, that $10, you know, a couple tanks of gas or a couple gallons of gas, really hindsight. Yeah, no, it's, it's, um, it's a mindset that a lot of people don't have, you know, it's a, a lot of people are in the mindset that I need it for myself. I need it for my family, but, you know, and, and realistically when you, when you give up things, um, that are valuable to you, to other people, to help them out, you know, it comes back tenfold. So. Oh, 100%. Just, yeah. Like, no, it's, yeah it's, 
that was 10 bucks. I could have used it for gas, but instead I'm going to help put five meals on the table that needs it more than I do. Yeah. You know, I, I have gas in my car right now. I can spare this, you know, and like you're saying, it's a mindset. It's a mindset of you don't have to be constantly giving, giving, giving all the time, you know, monetarily speaking. You can if you're able to, but you don't have to always, doesn't always have to be monetary. Yeah. And it's, it's just the mindset of abundance, really. You know, it's just uh, more of a mindset of, you know, I'll, I'll give this away knowing that I'll, I'll be blessed with something back, you know, not even expecting anything, but I know something will come. Exactly. You know, you put, you get what you give kind of thing, you know, and usually yeah. when you're giving and it's coming from a place that's well-hearted, well-intended, it comes back and it really does come back as more than what you gave originally. And there's a lot of ways that we can give without spending money. For example, like you're saying, you mentioned time. Time is one of those ways that we can give to anyone because our time's super valuable. We only have, you know, so many minutes, so many hours in a day that we can give. But when we give that to someone else to help them, let's say it's our neighbor and they're trimming their gadgets, I don't know, or they're scraping off their car, you know, we have five extra minutes. It's about to get snowy and cold here. Yeah, I'll scrape off and help my neighbor scrape off their, their car while I'm outside. I mean, I'm outside anyway. I'm already cold. Might as well. Yeah, I know. I feel that a lot. And, you know, it's also um, another way to look at it, too, is, you know, you can choose not to give. And when I say that, I refer to, you know, negative things or things that will drag you down or, you know, get you upset. So you can choose not to give your attention or time to that and, you know, spend it somewhere else or use it as you may. Exactly. Kind of put it in places where it's going to be the most valuable to, to yourself, you know, and time, time's limited. We only have so much time that we can spend. And that's one of the, I think that's one of the greatest things that we can give to especially our families this time of year because it's busy. I mean, it's a really busy time of year. Almost feels like it's busier than summer because there's so much crammed in between Halloween and Christmas. In two months, you know, there's three holidays. There's all this traveling, moving around, days off, different things like that, running to the mall, running to this store, shopping online, wrapping this present, decorating, and all those things. So there's a lot of things that take up our time this time of year. In addition to all the stuff we were doing before the holidays, school, if you're in school, you know, your family stuff, work. But outside of time, what are some other things that our listeners could give without spending money? Uh, I'd say your attention, you know, um, just like we've talked before on this podcast, um, you know, giving someone your active listening, you know, and, and making sure that they know that they're being heard, you know, it can go a long way for someone that's been having a rough day or. I agree, especially this time of year. I mean, with daylight savings time, seasonal depression creeps in for a lot of people. The suicide rate and spikes during the holidays, especially in older adults, uh, especially the, Right now, the baby boomer generation is a very high-risk population during the holidays for suicide. 
it's a topic that's not really talked about enough during this time of year because we're so focused on the holidays. We don't really want to think of those negative things, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. And it, it's it's one of those things, you know, it's just you don't know what anyone's going through. And so you can choose to be uh, a light, you know, instead of instead of being negative and looking at things in a negative way. Exactly. You can be someone who lights the candle instead of someone who blows it out is a good way to put it. So there's, you know, active listening, your time, your attention. Those are all just some really great ways to to give without spending any money. You know, you can also do service. I think service is a great way to also just be be giving because it kind of takes time, but it also takes your effort and your energy. You know, scrape an extra windshield, shovel your neighbor's driveway, do something kind. If you see your neighbor hanging up lights and you have the time to go help hang up lights, go help them hang up their holiday lights. Just, you know, really small little things like that. Because like you said, you don't know what someone's going through. And those lights, you know, your neighbor probably just wants to get them done, but they're going to mean so much to their, to their kids and to their family. And Yeah, man. Plus, I mean, you know, with the way things are now, times are tough. You know, people are losing jobs or getting laid off or, you know, just – in situations aren't what they've been before so people are going through a tough time and you know maybe giving a a gift basket to your neighbors you know that's something i remember as a kid we always used to do but it's it's something i rarely see now you know it's it doesn't take much to go get together like 10 or 20 dollars worth of groceries put in the basket give it to your neighbor yeah and then even then you know it starts to start to ripple you know remember like it's even it was com- very common before COVID, but you would boo your neighbors at like Halloween. Like you would take a plate of cookies, the little note saying you've been booed, you know, boo two more people in the neighborhood kind of thing, you know. Yeah, no, it's 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 something I think we've gotten away from as we get more indulged in like technology and stuff. It's just the little the little knickknack things that you know, used to make America so awesome and great. It's, it's been lost, you know, we've yeah, so caught it, up in, in everything else. It made the community more like together for, for the holidays. You know, you could be like, Oh man, I'm gonna go look at this person's lights or now it's almost like uncommon to be willing or wanting to be like, Oh, you're doing something and you look like you need help. I'm not going to help you. I'm going to walk the other way. I'm going to give you a second look or the time of day. And yeah, so and that... it's unfortunate. Oh. oh no, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying it's uh, it's unfortunate, man, because it that really does improve all kinds of situations. I mean, you're you're you could live in a terrible neighborhood, and if you were able to create a community with like five or six different families, you know, it could change the whole vibe of a neighborhood. You know, you could bring a good sense of community, and you know, form your village, as they say. Yeah, and, and like like you're saying, it doesn't take much. You know, there's Dollar Trees in every neighborhood. Go to the Dollar Tree and grab five boxes of candy. Find a holiday boo card. And if you live in apartments, stop at five random apartments. Leave it on the doorstep. No context. People would be like, what the heck of candy in this note? Oh, that's a fun idea. I'm going to post it on my social media. And yeah, and it catches like wildfire. Yeah, it catches someone else's attention and then it moves on and then suddenly you're spreading all this holiday cheer. 
you know, and it like you're like you're, like you're saying, it catches wildfire, it creates a ripple, and you know that's really why we give. You know that's why it's so important to give is because you're you don't do it for yourself. You don't give for yourself because it takes effort out of yourself. It takes your energy. It takes your time. It takes your your mind. It takes all aspects of you to give. For me, I give for the other person to help them because they need what I can offer them more than I need to keep it for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's what makes this whole season so special. It's the season of giving. You know, it's it's everywhere. You know, everyone's being touched by it. And whether you choose to receive it or not is up to you, but it, it is everywhere. You know what I mean? There's it, It's just promoted everywhere. It's It's all over social media and you know it's some of it is in vain unfortunately but unfortunately but and i mean it's there there's no reason for you to use that as a reason not to do it you know what i mean exactly there's there's so many different affordable ways that you can give to to someone else you know if you go to church there's likely going to be something that you can do there to help if you are in any kind of community program you know volunteer your time that's a great way to give you know, just to find something that works for you, your schedule, your budget, and run with it. You know, I love that idea of taking buying that I came up with of buying your gift basket, but minimize it. You know, go to the dollar store, buy five candies, find a holiday, find a holiday note to pay it forward and do that. That's five bucks, 10 minutes. Like, come on, who doesn't? There's some people that don't have five bucks. I get that, but print the note, print the note, have a friend print the note, a neighbor, someone you know, print a note for you, cut them up, go put them on doors. 10 minutes. That's it. You're giving, you gave your time. You gave the effort to put a smile on someone's face with that, with a silly note, you know. Any, any last thoughts for the listener, Aaron? Oh uh, yeah, just be be someone that you would love to be next to. You know what I mean? Be be that person that you would love to have in your community. I love it. We're going to take another quick break and we're going to come back and we're going to talk something for the parents about more giving. Do you want to give someone just an amazing gift this holiday season? Well, let me help you out. You know someone that loves to cook? loves flavor but doesn't love all the extra things that come in your normal store-bought seasoning that's why danos is amazing low sodium zero calories all natural ingredients four amazing flavors original everything bagel spicy and chipotle it's all natural it's low sodium it's dano seasoning yum yum get you some use our link in our link tree use our code ballboy at checkout to save some money, support your favorite podcast, and to give someone some amazing flavor this holiday season. And staying on the topic of giving, want to jump into how we can work with our kids and teach them giving. Because personally, and I'm pretty sure you're in the same boat as I am here, but it's super important that we aren't just raising our children to become teenagers and to become adults and then to throw them out into the great big world that is out there. 
but we're responsible as parents to raise, shape, and mold our children into good children, into good teenagers, into good adults who are good humans at the end of it. I think that's kind of the whole end goal here. What do you think? Yeah, man. I mean, like we said earlier, um, you know, being brought up in a religious background, it's it's force fed to you, you know, just just being a good part of the community and, you know, being a good role model to those that are around you. And I think um, when you have kids, you know, you it's kind of natural for you to, you know, lead their way and, and show them what you've already learned and help them become a good member of society and help them, you know, make things better for wherever they are, whatever community they're in, or, you know, even just being around family, you know, instead of being that bad little kid, you know, be a good kid. Yeah. Don't be the one that's screaming at Thanksgiving for more whipped cream on the side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be the one that's trying to, to console that kid and tell him to calm down. Or be the kid that's, you know, saying, hey, dad, will you, when you have a second, can you get me some more whipped cream for my pie, please? Or just be the kid that's just in the corner grubbing on, on the snacks he's not supposed to be having. <laughs> honestly. <laughs> honestly, that's probably both of our youngest kids, honestly. Oh, I dude, I don't doubt it. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I, I, I see it vividly. So some of the parents out there are probably thinking, well, that's all great and stuff that you're telling me, you know, to teach my kids to be giving. But how do I do that? Because they don't do that. So what are some ways that you have done or some things that you have done or might some other parents do to teach their kids how to be giving? Um. It, for me, it's whenever we go out, it's something that I encourage my my oldest to do. You know, the youngest one that I have right now, she's not really impressionable for that stuff. But, um, yeah. you know, I, <laughs> I try cool. and, you know, urge my, my older daughter to, you know, give, you know, the extra that we have. You know, or if we like we go to, uh, I don't know, like uh, a fun place where they can play games, you know, and they have these cards with credits on them. You know, I'll make sure to buy a bunch of them. That way, when we're done, you know, the card will have like, you know, 20, 30 credits left. I'll tell her like, oh, pick a kid, you know, just give it to the kid. And, you know, she looks forward to that now. I don't even have to tell her anymore. She's just so used to it now. Like, it's little things like that that make them look forward to giving. Exactly. And I... I do pretty much the same thing, you know, just between when we're picking out school supplies at the beginning of the year, grabbing some extras, like, hey, we're going to grab these extra and we're going to put them in the bucket up for the bin up front for the extra school supplies for kids who are in need. And, it, you know, the first time doing it, it came with a lot of questions like, why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? Why are we doing that? And it's taking that chance right, right then, not just to say, oh, we're doing it because we were supposed to do it, but to explain to your kid who's asking why, so it's obviously they have some concept and idea of what you're doing and taking that and actually giving it a real answer instead of just saying, oh, we're just doing it just because. It's saying what I answered for me personally was, well, we're, we're doing this because there's other kids whose mommies and daddies might not be able to afford all the school supplies that they need because for whatever reason, and we can afford ours plus a little extra so we're going to give back the little extra that we can because we have all ours and we can give we can give more. So 
that's what we're going to do. And that's why we do stuff like this, because we because we can do that and we can help those who need the help. And so it's doing things like that. And so I definitely 100 percent agree with that. But I also think it's, you know, goes beyond that. It's when they're at school, when we're not there, it's saying, you know, hey, don't be afraid. You know, if you see it's constantly telling them the same like thing is repetition, especially when they're. Our oldest are, you know, five and six. So they're in, mine's in kindergarten, yours is in first grade. And it's constantly telling them, hey, you know, if you see a kid sitting by themselves at lunch, go be that kid that sits next to them or go play with the kid on the playground that's not playing with anyone. You know, be that kid. If you see someone's having a hard day, ask them if they want to come play with you. Ask them if they want to come sit with you at lunch or recess or whatever. And, you know, go out of your comfort zone to be nice to someone help them if you see they need help you know it's just constantly giving them that repetition and motivation to do it i think is another great way to kind of instill that to where they where when that time comes they'll almost hear your voice in their head saying oh that kid's sitting by themselves dad said to go and sit with them so i'm gonna go sit with them kind of thing so that's one yeah, of my strategies. I mean, for me, it's more of like um, just shaping their mindset. And like with my daughter, I've noticed like um, just the whole thing you were talking about, like how we have to give because some people are less fortunate and just instilling something in them that reminds them that just because people are less fortunate doesn't mean they're not as important or as valuable as you are, you know what I mean? And it's, I see it's gone a long way because my, uh, my daughter, she's, you know, always bringing it up like, Oh, that person is less fortunate, but it's more, it's in a more compassionate way. It's not, Oh, that person's ill. That person's less fortunate. Like I always like, you know, it's, it's more of a, no, I want to help them. You know, it's it's coming from more of a place of empathy. Yeah. Instead of like, Oh no, I have this. I'm better. Like, that's something I never, ever want to have my kids, you know, have yeah, that kind like, of mindset. It's like, cause you're not, you're, you're no different than them. That could be us tomorrow. You know, don't, don't take what you have for granted. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. Um, and it's sad too, because um, not too many kids nowadays get that. You know, I, I see it a lot. A lot of kids are just so quick to flash what they have and, and, you know, compare and, you know, that's that lifestyle is so empty. Like it just leaves the kids wanting for so much. Exactly. And that's, yeah, no, I agree. And I think it's a lot of it's in the parents example was, was my next thing. Cause the kids will, kids will reflect or, you know, repeat what they see there. They mimic. It's like, Oh, well, I see my mom and dad flashing their stuff, their new phone, they're this, they're that, and showing it off to their friends. So I'm going to show off my new things to my friends. And what kids don't understand, and when parents are doing that, what what they're missing is that, oh, my kid has that, but there there might be other kids at school that don't that don't have that, you know, like. You know what I, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, it's it's something that um I've used as a tool. Like I you know, I come from, you know, not super poor. We weren't very poor. You know, just 
middle class, you know what I mean? Didn't really yeah, have, same. Yeah. we had what we needed, but not what we wanted, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. So, you know, my daughter gets a constant reminder from me of most people, you know, <laughs> I just, you know, I'm always telling her, you know, I didn't have that as a kid or, you know, I wish I could have had that. And then I, I see it really affects her and she'll really start to process it and think about it and be like, oh yeah, like, I guess it is. I'm lucky that I'm able to have this or to do this. Exactly. And, you yeah. know, there's a way that you can, you can say that to your kid as a parent is to say, oh, you're really lucky that you even get to have this. Instead yeah, of no, opposed it's... to saying it like you're saying it, where it's like, man, I'm so glad that you get to have this. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't get to have this, but it's really cool that now that you get to, you get to have this because there's, you know, we're lucky, we're fortunate that we that we can do this and that we can have these things. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just a, a way you can, you know, it's a tool for you to use. You know, you don't have to shove it down their their throat and you know, force feed them to be grateful. You know, it's it's not going to work like that. No, uh, but just just showing them by example. You know, like you're lucky, and I'm glad you get to have this. But you know, you could, like you said, we could end up, you know, less fortunate tomorrow. I could lose my job or break my leg, not able to work. And then we're, we're in that boat again, you know? Yeah, exactly. Knock on wood, you know? And so, you know, that we kind of, you know, touched on it, but you know, it's in, it's so important for kids to learn how to give and so that they're, they're good people. They're not, you know, chauvinistic. They're not super prideful, egotistical so that they're, they're humble, they're kind, they're empathetic, and that they're someone that other kids want to be around, you know? Yeah, it's, it's, and see, that's another thing, like, I've, it it's, doesn't really pertain to giving, but it's more of that, like how you said earlier, just be that light in somebody else's day, you know, if, if somebody's having a bad day, or somebody's getting picked on, like, you know, step in and, and be that light to, to save them, or you know, that's how you make a friend for life. Exactly. Exactly. We we want to teach our kids to go and light someone else's candle, not be the kid that goes around blowing all the candles out. Yeah. So, no, I love that. Any any last thoughts on this for the parents out there? Um, you know, there's no there's no uh right way to do it. You know, it's it's just got to come from a, a place of compassion and and really just wanting to genuinely instill um, these these traits into your kids. You know what I mean? Just you can't force them to learn it. They're never going to learn it that way. You just have to lead by example and, you know, just give them life lessons through your actions. 100% agree. It's It's all in your example as a parent, you know, and it's all about the place where you come from. You know, kids can tell when it's coming from a place where it's being forced upon them, but when it's coming from a place where they're getting to choose and be involved and make the decision and call the shots and, you know, be involved and show that they care about it and that you're giving them that space to learn and learn about it and grow into it, I think that's when you really get your kids to buy in. And of course, every kid's going to be different. You know your kid better than anyone, so you know how to get them to that point. So do it you know, set the example, raise some good humans. We need more good humans in this world. And it's up to us as parents, especially of our younger kids, 
or grade school kids to, to set that example. And it's never too late to teach your kid giving. And it's never too late for you to start giving and to start teaching teaching your kids that and to set that example. Even if they're grown, you know, you can still set that example. It's like, oh, wow, you know, mom's real, mom's dad really come around. You know, it's never too late. It's never, ever too late to reset the example for your kids because they're going to see it and they're going to reflect it because they're just going to be so proud of you and they're going to want to mimic you. So just always, always remember that. There's so many different reasons to celebrate Movember. For guys, we get to grow awesome mustaches, awesome beards. If you're not a bro, you don't have to grow to save a bro. You can move 60 miles throughout the course of November. You can also launch a fundraiser on Movember.com. Head over to our link tree, the very first link, Movember. Our goal is to raise $500 to help bring awareness to men's suicide, prostate cancer, and testicular cancer, and to help bring awareness and help those we've lost who can't help themselves any further, but we can help prevent it from spreading further. Men's suicide rate in the United States is four to one. Other countries, it's as high as 60 to one. One man dies every minute of every day around the world. Every 60 minutes, there's 60 men that die by suicide. That's one suicide a minute. That is too many. Help us end it. Go over to our link tree. Even $10 helps kick us off, get us started, get us moving in the right direction so we can help support men. Men support men, help support Movember, launch more amazing projects to help in your community, my community, and around the world to help people plan and to help bring more awareness to men's mental health. Yes, the audience read their programs that were sitting on their seats before they walked in. We're into a new segment. This idea has been on our idea doc since day one. I've wanted to play this for a while and I finally squeezed it into a doc. I don't know why I didn't sooner because I make all these up for us. So that's on me and I apologize to myself. So we're going to play a game called Name That Character. Super excited. I love the idea of this game. We're going to theme it to heroes. Um, I recently just saw Wakanda Forever. Rest in peace, Chadwick. And that has me feeling pretty superhero-y. So we're going to give each other up to three hints. Up to three hints that the other person has to guess who the character is within those three hints. We're going to keep it competitive as well. So it's also listeners at home. You guys keep track of your points as well. If you guess it on the first hint, you get three points. If you guess it on the second hint, you get two points. If you guess it on the third, you get a point. And if you can't guess it at all, that's negative points. Aaron, you ready? Yes, sir. Let's get it. You're going down, son. So this Marvel superhero, super sarcastic. Um, I can't get any more. He wears a suit that's main base color is red. Oh, it's Iron Man. Eh. No way. Alright, you're gonna okay, you got one more sense. clue. One more clue. And their eyes are covered with their suit. Hmm. 
Oh, I have it on the tip of my tongue. Is it Deadpool? It is Deadpool. Oh, nice one. So what is that? That's one for me. One for That's me. one for you. All right. So here's your, your superhero. Okay. He is a scientist. Are we in the Marvel or DC universe? Marvel. Okay. Mm. Scientist. Doctor Strange? No. Okay. His emotion affects his state. Oh. Uh, the whole Bruce Banner. There you go. I forget he was a. I forgot he was a scientist. My mind instantly went to Iron Man because you just said Iron Man. He was a. Um, because Iron Man's also a scientist of sorts. Hulk, and I get two points. <laughs> Sucker. All right. Next one here. This Marvel hero. Does not have a common skin tone. Oh, that's. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you need more. <laughs> he is not from America. <laughs> that doesn't help at all. Um. Uh, Thanos? I don't know. He's purple. <laughs> or oh, he's not no. a hero. He's not a hero. He's not a hero. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna need one more hit, man. Okay, he has claws. He has claws. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, you haven't. You got. You won. You win this. Ha! One. It's the Black Panther. Oh my! Uncommon skin tone because he's black. I didn't know how to say up, it. I didn't know how to say it in a way that wasn't saying he's not white because I would have gave it away. But when I say uncommon oh, skin tone, goodness, you yeah. could think of Thanos, Hulk. You know, there's a bunch of them that don't have a common skin tone. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess his his skin is uh, what is it? Vibranium. Exactly, Maybe he's a, basically yeah. vibranium. Yeah. So, well, no spoilers, all right, all right. but it is not him anymore in Wakanda Forever. Mm. So now you're at all zero right, points. So you, <laughs> your uh, next hero is a billionaire. Billionaire Playboy Philanthropist Iron Man? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, I knew it. That's a plus three points for me. I will uh I'll take it. Alright, your last one. This is your chance to to come back. We're currently sitting at five to zero. Just remember that. And this one is not 
uh, a superhero. This one is uh, just a hero from both our childhoods. Okay? So you get an extra hint. Got it. Okay? You should be able to get this one. This hero wore a green suit. Mm. Is it the Green Lantern? No. Mm. Next hint. He rode in huge machines. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm have to okay. take one more hint. Last one. He appeared in over two, about two hundred episodes of a of the millennials or of a millennials favorite TV show. I don't know, dude. I'm I'm blank. Come on. You know it. You know it. Green suit rode in huge Green machines. Green suit rode in huge mega machines. And he appeared in 200 episodes on this super popular, especially to our generation of millennials, TV show. He was the first person to wear this green suit. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm gonna have to step up. You just broke all the listeners' heart. It was the OG Green Ranger Jason David Frank, who may he rest in peace recently, earlier this week, committed suicide at the age of forty nine. So, yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to Jason David Frank. You know, he was always my favorite Power Ranger. He was the Green Ranger. He was the White Ranger. He was a Red Ranger. You know, he was like Power Rangers for, you know, so many better part of a decade. So um, I watched Power Rangers growing up. I loved that show. So I just wanted to shout out the OG Green Ranger and, you know, may rest in peace. Him and Chadwick, yeah. the Black Panther. So, rest in peace. All right, your last one. All right, so this is gonna make this one a little bit harder for you since you're up by so much. So this superhero, <laughs> this superhero is a World War II veteran. Um, so you think I'm gonna say Captain America, but I'm not. Because I'm going to say the Winter Soldier, Bucky. Wrong. What? Okay, give me the next one. This superhero is the icon of America. Oh my gosh, it is Captain America. Yeah, you should have trusted your gut. You would have had it right. Well, I thought you were trying to trick me because Bucky's also a World War II veteran. Yeah, see, I, I knew I knew you were going to catch that, but Captain America is my favorite superhero too. Oh, I let myself down. All right. So, in case you guys weren't keeping score at home, listeners, uh, I won a seven to negative one. <laughs> 
Dude, you got to give better hints. You got to give better hints, man. I gave very specific hints. They were very specific. Okay, he appeared in 200 episodes of a millennial's favorite show is not a good hint. It's a great hint. No, because <laughs> it's not a good hint. <laughs> I can't just say Power Rangers. Can't make it. Well, next time I'll make it easy for you. We'll do this again because this was fun. Aaron, what did you learn today? Uh, that it is free to give. That it costs nothing to be a nice person. Agreed. And I learned that I should probably just trust my gut, especially when it comes to Captain America. Just playing. No, in all seriousness, you know, I learned that giving does more for you than it does for others. It was great to explore that topic, and that was a good time. Also that we are both fantastic cooks, and you are a simp for liking taking family photos. That's all I learned. All I'm I'm telling you is you have to come and experience it. It is so much fun. Ah, Just, I had ah, family photos, man. Maybe, maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. I'll let you know. You can uh, pencil me in for never. So thank you all for listening. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, or even on YouTube. We thank you so much. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Hit all the bells so you never miss an episode on your favorite platform. Make sure that you, anything else? Aaron, should they follow us on all our social medias? All of them. All of them. At Young Dad Pod, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us at ballboymedia.com. Make sure that you guys have a happy and a safe and a fun and enjoyable, relaxing gut busting delicious thanksgiving good bye and we will talk to you next week happy holidays